eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is that time, time for the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show here on the fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Dwight Albrecht uh, in the studio. Phil Bravo uh, out doing PBA things uh, today, but uh, he will be back next week. Looking forward to having him back in studio as well. Thanks to you guys and Greg Janik for filling in for me a couple weeks ago prior to uh, Christmas Eve. I heard you guys uh, had a, a fun, fun show. It was a great show. We, Bill O'Neill. It wasn't the right? same without you, but... Yeah, it was a great Riggles show. Riggles was Bill on the show. Jeff Riggles. I had a million questions for Jeff Riggles. Well, that's good. <laughs> I got one in. Well, that's good because I, I, we got to talk more uh, about uh, this uh, going on with uh, bowling ball technology and what may or may not happen via the USB-C and so forth. And yeah. we'll get a little bit more into that. We're guest-free today. So it's just me and Dwight. Uh, there might be some geeky talk coming up later in the show <laughs> with Dwight. Um, but that's okay because I'm here to try and... Uh, learn and hopefully educate uh, you guys I as think we well. All are right yeah. now. We weren't here last week uh, for Christmas Eve, mm-hmm. so we'll go back to that previous show. Uh, Liz Johnson, I, look, I, I don't, I, I don't know, um, I, I don't know what it's comparable to. I was racking my brain, and I, I, I don't know what to compare it to. I, I don't think it's comparable to golf. Um, we've seen. People Anna try that. right? Yeah, we mm-hmm. we've seen it, mm-hmm. um, but again, in in that situation, the po- lack of power and so forth can be a detriment um, when you don't have that power. Just like if I try to play in the PBA tour, I'm I'm not going to make it because I can't hit the ball very far. But um, if you have great iron play and everything else, you know you can probably hang out. I don't know if you could win a tournament necessarily. In this situation on the PBA tour. Is there that big of a difference when you start talking about a female competing to win a PBA title? Because this is only about the second time. Yes, second time Kelly Cook. In the 60-year history. Beating Chris uh, Barnes. Mm -hmm. That was 
relatively recently, but that is only because forever the women weren't allowed to bowl on the men's tour, right? The women had their own tour, I think, and the men had their Mm -hmm. own tour, and that's kind of how it was. Maybe not allowed to bowl on the tour, but they didn't bowl on the tour. I should rephrase that. So from from that perspective, Mm -hmm. up until the Kelly Kulik's of the world and so Mm -hmm. forth, and they started to try their hand on the men's tour, we really didn't see it. So tell me, oh, great one, Dwight Albert. Mm -hmm. Uh, who has seen and bowled far more than I ever have in my life. Is this as cool as it seems that, that she wins a PBA title on the men's tour, or do you think we'll start to see more of this going forward? Personally, um, if you didn't have a heart, um, obviously then you didn't have any tears come to your eyes either because of how big of a deal this is. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think that's why Wes gave her a big hug, you know, and, Peppy gave her a hug, and, and I just think that it was because it is such a big deal. And the, the problem with TV is you're, you're seeing the bowlers bowl just a couple games. You're not seeing them grind out the whole week, and that's the word that we right. always use on this show. And that grind. T- tell everybody what that grind is like for those that, that don't know. A lot of games, a lot of high-stake games, a lot of uh, down to the final shot to a make lot of games the TV like 30, show. what is it, 36 games or whatever it may be in qualifying, depending yeah, it on the tournament. depends on the format yeah. of the tournament, but I mean, it's just not just that TV show, it's just getting to that TV show. You know, the only comparison I have is Boeing with the Champs, our local right. show, we had three eight-game qualifiers just to make the TV show. That's and then 24. You, and you had to work your stepladder. If you had one or two bad games out of that eight, which were over different weekends, you, you were out for the year. Was, there was very re- chance of little recovery unless you shot a big game, 300 the next game. So you had a really kind of, it's a grind. And, 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 and so that's the emotions obviously coming through for her. Obviously the, you know, the big call on Kelly Cooks was obviously, um, um, what I did one for the women of the world, and 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 Liz had that same type of um, uh, conversation with uh, Kimberly Pressler, saying that um, for all the girls out there that didn't that have dreams like me, that didn't think they can do it, I did it, you know, type of deal. So on the personal side of it, I I I just think it's a wonderful thing. Um, and then when I was watching, then the other twin on the other shoulder came in and said, I "Wonder how many guys are going to say, oh, she shouldn't be on the men's tour." bowling it the whole whole deal and, and, and beating the guys. It's a men's tour type of thing. You know, and then I, then you go back to uh, Bobby Riggs and uh, the tennis matches that were out there between men versus women. Annika Storinson's story came out where she tried to get a, um, a sponsor's um, exemption. Uh, exemption for that one week and, and playing against the guys. And so to answer your question, um, I just think it's but physically, yeah, physically, physically is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because again, you don't have to have a lot of revolution necessarily. Pete Weber has proven that time mm-hmm. and time again. Pete Weber is not some big, strong guy with a ton, uh, a ton of rev rate. Now mm-hmm. these younger guys, like a Svensson that you saw bowl, uh, yes. EJ Tackett, another yes. winner. Yeah. Um, those two guys both won um, in commanding fashion, both mm-hmm. huge rev rates, uh, right? And we see that. Weber necessarily hasn't had that rev rate for the last, oh, maybe ever. But from a Liz Johnson standpoint and most other female standpoints, they're probably never going to have the rev rates as a Svetset or a Tackett, but could they compete? Absolutely. And I and I compare Liz to like a female Walter A. Williams. When you watch Walter in person um, as a coach, there's you would watch him and say there's nothing very special to him, but he was still number two of all time uh, in the PBA poll. 
And when you watch Liz in person, it's that same analogy. It is, it's almost robotic, if you want to use that word. She just repeats shot after shot. Deadly accurate, same ball speed, forward, heavy forward, rolling the ball, and the pins go down. So now if you are advising, coaching, I mean, I forgot what the girl's name was. Weren't you really tight with uh, one female bowler who you were coaching and she was getting really good? And then I think she was going to she was bowling on your team or doubles with you at city or state or something like that. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, a couple of years ago. Yeah, when a couple I was years ago. Beth, right. Beth Odie. Uh-huh. Right. There you mm-hmm. go. Okay. So let's say you have, you know, a high school or a college female or whatever the case may be that comes to you and says, look. You know, the women's tour is nice, and I probably want to do that, but mm-hmm. I, I really want to compete against the men. Mm-hmm. How do I get there? How can I get myself to compete against the men? What, do you coach them differently than you would coach somebody else? I coach women differently than men anyways, just due to the fact that you talk about the physical makeup, that the women don't have the strength in the bodies like the men do. <clears throat> the men get away more with mistakes because of their muscular buildup. Women have to be absolutely dead letter perfect in the facets of the sport, which is timing, arm swing, and release. They have to be absolutely in perfect positions. See, I don't know if I agree with that. And here I am. I'm not the expert. Mm -hmm. He is. Um, But from my standpoint, at least, because again, like I said, I'm not some big dude. I'm I'm a small dude. So for me, I've always felt like I've got more of a chance to make a mistake Maybe more so than the guy that with a ton of rev rate, because because of all of his rev rate, he's got a much better chance of overhooking it uh, and misplaying it versus a guy that's just playing up the second board, wherever the case may be, without a ton of rev rate. You have, there's a bigger window. Well, let's let's go to this direction. A couple of years ago, uh, Jason Belmonte has all that power, all that rev rate, mm-hmm. um, and wasn't doing very good. And they worked with him on trying to um, keep his body more stable at the finish, trying to keep his trail foot on the ground. And, and and he heard Randy make a comment, or she even made a comment during the interview, that she needed to keep her shoulders back. So that is obviously the one thing that her coach is working with her right. on, to keep her body in a very stable position at, at the release. So the next thing you know, uh, Randy picks it up on it right away with Jason that year. Let's say it's four years ago and obviously hasn't ever turned back the clock, how he needed to work on posting his finish. So um, I, I, I think that, again, I, I think the men get away, because of their more power, I think they get away with more errant shots where Liz has to rely on consistency and ball speed and accuracy. Okay, so you're saying from the perspective of if, if, if a bowler leaves the ball out wide, the mm-hmm. ball's got a better chance of coming back because of the rev rate and so forth, right? Where if if I leave it out wide, I'm screwed. It's just not coming back. You we don't have the same precise. rev rate. Correct. Right, okay. Yeah. So from that perspective is what you're saying. Because I can argue from the same point, if I miss left, I'm not going to be punished nearly as yeah. much as Belmonte if he misses left mm-hmm. or is going to go up and over the top of the nose. I, I, I think any upcoming uh, bowler that has uh, any type of idea of trying to get onto the tour, especially when they come to the, come to town, Sparky, the the biggest thing that I saw when they were in town in 2014 is the mo out there right now is that you have to have higher ball speed, higher rev rate. That that if you don't have that, that's what that, it's been. Right, you don't really have a chance of cashing. Uh, you might break through once in a while. Every I hate to say the word dog has their day, but it was her day um, for it to for her to cash in. She also got a little bit of a gift from Peppy the last game as Peppy was losing his shot. So she earned it. There's no doubt about it. 
Because, and like you said, you have to go through all that qualifying, then you have to go through TV. And again, with it was the, just her time. With the way the TV shows are this year. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you think of your format. I love my format. Uh, How can you not <laughs> love my format? How can you not love what TV show was it? I want because I'm a traditionalist. Yeah, I don't care if you're a traditionalist <laughs> or not. I, I, because I, I, I was thinking about this. Which one was it? Was it the first one or the second one last week? Let me see here. Hold on a second here. The first one would have been cheetah. Let me I see. I want to see. Yeah, it was the the cheetah. Right. Mm-hmm. You had scores of two fifty nine, two fifty six, two thirty six, and two twenty two. How could you not like that? That is amazing. That's just everybody <laughs> scoring and drama all over the place. Yeah. Now, to a degree, you had two guys way out in front, but still, even Cooley was at two thirty six. I mean, that was great bowling. Yeah, I I actually uh, like the format due to the fact that uh, if you have the opportunity for four possible guys. For the match to go down to the tenth frame, it's absolutely very high drama. But the one thing I don't like, and they changed it for TV, is it used to be four bowl, one out, right? Three bowl, one out, two bowl, then that's it. I think the reason they changed it, and I haven't asked Tom so Clark time, this. Timer straight. So well, no. maybe I, I think it's because of how much oil is being eaten up by all those high rev rate guys like Belmonte. Because remember. The year they had it originally, mm-hmm. I was out in Vegas covering that one. Yep. And Storm ate it alive and spit it out. I mean, mm-hmm. all of their bowlers dominated that format because they all had high rev rate guys, and they controlled the oil pattern, and everybody else struggled to keep up because the lanes were destroyed by the time you got to the last match. So in this situation, it's only two matches, mm-hmm. which is, you know, that one ma- one less match is a big deal. Right. And in the way that they went into the show, there wasn't really a top qualifier. It was kind of like a correct, like it was a college final, matter. basketball final type correct. of thing. Because you're you all know? bowling together, right? So you have to look at it at, at, at that as, aspect of it. Is that is correct? Um, I didn't mind it uh, just due to the fact that I thought all the shows were pretty exciting. No question. Um, so um, and you had your young stars coming up and being young stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, in both shows, mm-hmm. Svensson was the young gun on his show. One, and uh, Tackett was the young gun on his show in mm-hmm. one. And good credits, Thomas Larson. Look, man, I mean, to be on TV multiple times is, is a big deal. When he was in put in PBA League a couple years ago, I was like, what is this dude doing here? Like, mm-hmm. why? What has he done to be on a PBA League team? How does he even here? But yeah. you could see, obviously, what everybody else sees, and that is the talent. Um, and he's going to start winning some TV shows here. And who knows how far he goes with it, but... He's there. He's he's got yeah. the opportunity. But if you're the PBA tour, your stars of, I guess I could say today, um, are doing it. Tackett, yeah. reigning PBA Player of the Year, needed that win against Belmonte mm-hmm. to have a chance. But Belmonte's fighting food poisoning. Yes. So then, when you place yeah. your vote for PBA Player of the Year at the end, if Belmonte doesn't win, you know the the next major, what is it, the World Championship or whatever it yes. is, mm-hmm. if he doesn't win the next major. Then Tackett says, you know, we'll leave it up to the voters. We'll see what happens. Okay, fair enough. But people are going to look at that and say, Belmonte was sick. And Tackett's going to go, well, I still beat him. Well, Drew, you did. Yeah. But I think that has to be taken into consideration. Yeah, I was just happy that poor guy didn't get sick on TV. Wouldn't that been awful? You know, Tackett, I mean, I was reading Bill Vince's piece, and Tackett pretty much went up to Belmonte and just kept encouraging him to don't stop. Come on, bowl. You can bowl. Mm-hmm. Figure it out. Fight it out. Because, God, he just looked look, awful. I, I like EJ Tackett. I'm an EJ Tackett guy. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest about something. 
if I'm EJ Taggett, I want to bowl him. I, I don't want him not being in this tournament. <laughs> right. I don't want him not being on this TV 100%. show, and I win, right. and he's not there, and I beat three guys. You know what I mean? So right. from that perspective, if I'm Taggett, I want him out there. I right. definitely want him out there because right. I want to take him down if I'm trying to win PBA Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying Taggett's that devious or was thinking that way. My mom might have just been being a friend of Belmonte and trying mm-hmm. to encourage him, you know, don't quit, don't give up, whatever, but... That's what I was thinking. I was I was reading this piece. I'm going, yeah, of course you want him to bowl. That's your competition. That's the front runner for the PBA Player of the Year. Correct, but it's still at the at the end of the day, it's still you against the pins. But of course, obviously, if the the poor guy is sick, you got to feel like you have a little bit of an advantage. He bowled really well for being sick. Yes, he did. I Meaning mm-hmm. you could tell he was just spent. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could just you could just see in his face. Sometimes yeah. people get sick, you can see in their face that they're not feeling well, mm-hmm. that something's not right. Like that big Michael Jordan game, you know, remember against the, who was it against, the Utah Jazz or whatever. He was like leaning on people as he was walking off the floor and had like yeah. an unbelievable game. They talk or about they it to this day. they find inner strength to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and some of the times people say, well, when you're sick and you're playing in a competitive situation, you focus even harder on what you're doing because you know physically everything's not going for you. So the mental aspect of it really gets focused, and therefore you tend to play better. Not not, not everybody can do that, but Belmonte. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. I still think Liz is going to end up being like the David versus Goliath, and she was the David and ended up obviously taking out Goliath. So I think it's a great thing for, for PBA bowling because people, I think, are going to talk about it and remember that. I win. love the Young Stars, mm-hmm. but if that women's tour continues to go and they continue to get some more. Well, she was player of the year for the women's I tour. I know. If that, that tour continues to go and you can continue to transition – High school to college to that tour. Mm-hmm. Mark my words. Maybe not in five years, but certainly you're within see ten. More women winning. You see women coming with higher rev rates than we've ever seen before. Yeah, they're out there ready. Then it's going to start to change a little bit, and it's going to be an even playing or more of an even playing field than it is. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know. I mean, you 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 see the high school bowling far more than I do. Obviously, mm-hmm. I don't know how many two handed women bowlers there are. But I'm telling you right now. Phil would know better than me, but I, I don't know of one. Okay, right. I'm telling you right now. If I if I was advising, and something came to me and said, this is what I want to do, I may go, you may want to try two-end bowling. You may want to consider it mm-hmm. because of rev rate and everything else. It may be your best fighting chance to do it, especially if these other women on tour aren't doing it. Look at what Belmonte did. From his high rev rate being two-handed, he changed the tour. He yes. changed bowling. He yep. did. He changed bowling because of the way he did it. You could do the same thing to the women's side if you get a woman that's dedicated to doing it that way, focused on doing it that way. She could destroy lane patterns. She could do it all herself and dominate that tour and really put herself in a position to contend. I think Roth did it similar in the 70s and yeah, 80s. Yeah, you brought that up before. With mm-hmm. reference, no question. All right, we'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back. We'll talk more about the two tournaments from last week uh, in which Svensson uh, and EJ Tack had both won those. That's straight ahead here on the Castle Lanes Spare Time Bowling Show. <laughs> Castle Lanes Spare Time Bowling Show here on The Fan. I was trying to get Phil Anko on from Castle Lates. I want to see if he wanted to come up. Figured he'd have a take on this whole bowling ball thing with USBC because you know him. He's not... He's not shy to share an opinion. <laughs> um, 
And a he, few people out there aren't. And he, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's in Florida, just okay, enjoying well, warm weather versus <laughs> versus this minus some degree weather. He's like, yeah, I'd love to spark, but in Florida, it's tough. I, man, if I had to go, I bet he knows this. If I had to go anywhere, I I go Arizona. I like that dry heat. Florida, I, Florida's just just too humid. Okay, um, for, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that conversation. I have it all <laughs> the time with people. Listen to me. I remember when I went to Vegas. First time I went to Vegas, Tim Allen took me. Been in Vegas pretty much every time with Tim Allen, except a handful of times I was working at a different radio station. But for the most part, every time I've been to Vegas, I've been with Tim in some sort of capacity. And he's telling me this whole dry heat thing. Right. right? Oh, Stevie, don't worry, man. It's a dry heat. It'll be fine. Man, we went. It was 125 degrees <laughs> at noon. It was 100 at like 1 in the morning. It's like that's a little too hot. I don't care if this is dry heat or not. You know what this is? This is turn your oven on, open it up, and stick your head inside. That's what it is. That's dry heat. That's that's it. So you may not sweat as much, but hot is hot. It's just yes, a matter of whether hot. or not you want to sweat or not sweat. That that's really all it is at the end of the day. Me, so if, he, I, if, so, if I leave, I'm going south to so like the Carolinas. Oh. That's that's where I'm headed. So either way, if you go, if you're in Wisconsin or you go out west. Uh, Arizona is four months of the year you're going to be in your house for hey, one one reason, either not, air conditioning or for heat. <laughs> right. Now, I'll say this: my uncle has lived in Arizona for twenty five years. Mm-hmm. Twenty five years. He's never coming back. Mm-mm, yeah, won't have it. He goes out and he plays golf in January with a light spring jacket on, and he plays golf. It's a beautiful thing. And he said everybody down there to this day think it's like bitter cold when it's in the fifties in Arizona. They just oh. For Take me, I could, I could just instantly feel all my aches and pains go away. Now, from that aspect, yes. Numerous people have told me that mm-hmm. as far as arthritis right. and allergies and all that. All of that pretty much goes away mm-hmm. and is a lot better for people when they're not there. Now, spring training, baseball spring training, right? that, from everything I've heard, I mean, I've been down there a ton, obviously for spring training with the radio station, that is the better of the two spring trainings to go to, that versus Florida. Because Florida... The baseball parks are so far apart from each other. You're driving forever to get to a game. Where in Arizona, each ballpark is like 20 minutes to half hour away from each other. I mean, you could go down there for five days, see five different ballparks, see 10 different teams, whatever the case may be, and have a whale of a time. Spring training baseball, if you've never done it, I'm telling you, it should be a bucket list thing. You will absolutely love it. Now, it's not a cheap date because all the hotel rooms get jacked up, car rentals get jacked up, airfare's stupid. So it's not a cheap date to go down there, but... It's awesome. You'll absolutely love it. Okay, now, just like World Series of Bowling uh, is something else that is awesome. And, again, another deal where, now again, it's in Reno now, so it's not as warm as being in Vegas, but it's still a pretty cool deal to do when it's, like, 20 degrees here, mm-hmm. and you're looking to get out and go watch your favorite bowler's bowl, and that's what the opportunity you had uh, to watch on TV. Now, remember, these were all fill or recorded, Back in November, November 18th, right. and these aired, you know, uh, what, last week. So right. the Cheetah Championship uh, is is the first one, and, and Svensson obviously uh, wins that one. But again, that shootout match, as they call it, 259 for Svensson, 256 for Larson. Sam Cooley from Australia, who I had no idea who that dude was, 236, and then Belmonte, uh, 222. Now, again, j- just me, you... You can't ask for better entertainment than what you got in that first match, especially from Svensson and Larson 
at the end of the day. Because the one thing that the PBA Tour, well, if I'm running the PBA Tour, the one thing I don't want if I'm running the PBA Tour, Dwight, is I don't want four guys going out there and throwing 190. That right. is the one thing I do not want. Yeah. I mean, you want strikes. You want high scoring yes. as, as, as a viewer, as a fan. And you want emotion. Right. And Svensson gave you a bunch of it. Mm-hmm. And normally that dude does, well, doesn't make a peep about nothing. Yeah, he had heavy heart, obviously, right. several times during the show. They, you know, And then he interviewed him at the end and said that he lost a, a dear friend yep. only a week ago. Was so, said he was probably watching down on him or whatever the right. case may be and all of that stuff. So he was playing with that fire and emotion. And if I'm Tom Clark, I'm watching this going, buddy, mm-hmm. can we do that when we're on TV every time? Right. Can we bring some of that every yeah. time? Because when it tells you, it's inside of him. Oh, Randy calls it's him the inside ice of man. Him. Right. But it's inside <laughs> right. of him. You right. Go grab that and pull it out of him. Right. Get that some more. You need one of your young guys. Tackett's got some fire too, but. Boy, oh boy, Svensson could bring that every time he's on TV. Now you got something. The thing that's just interesting to me is when you're on Cheetah, you know, the, all the pros play far outside mm-hmm. yep. and everything. Wouldn't you think that it would, for guys like that, it would be dominated by a Liz Johnson, a Walter Williams? A, because that outside line is perfect for the guys with, do. without a, a ton of reps. Right, and you would think then Shark, which is the heavy oil. Go the other be, way. Right, but yes. but this series of shows, it was the reverse. Uh-huh. You had the heavy rev rate guys playing outside with urethane, except for just for Larson, and you I know you would think that that stroker bowler, if you want to call it that, the down and inner would would dominate uh, Cheetah, especially playing that far outside by first arrow. Let me ask you a question, and this is a just took me a, a geeky question, I guess, kind of sort of, but it's just it's interesting. A urethane ball versus that resin ball. Does urethane ball pick up oil less than a resin ball? Does it does it do less damage to the lanes when everybody's sitting out there? It doesn't pick up oil at all. It's not porous. Or uh, where you have to, here goes the geeky thing. That's what yeah. I want. Yeah, resin is a urethane Because I'm sure base. people at home were watching this going, well, what's the difference if they're using a resin or if they're using urethane? Why would they go to urethane? Well, it's not it's not as responsive when it hits friction. It's more of that smoother, more predictable mm-hmm. type of reaction because the oil is staying on the surface of the ball, so it has to be wiped off every shot with a resin ball, which is one of the things USBC is looking at is the amount of oil absorption from shot to shot, how quick the oil absorbs into the shell because a, a resin ball is very, very porous. So from that perspective, the reason, well, it doesn't affect a Liz Johnson then per se or anybody else that doesn't have high rev rate if they're throwing urethane balls then. Oh, sure it can. Liz is obviously going to want a more of a resin ball to create more power. Again. She does. She does. But them throwing urethanes isn't going to, quote, wreck the shot for her. No, absolutely. Well, it depends where they're playing. I mean, Randy did make a comment during one of the shows that he thought maybe the one bowler that was blown against Belmo lost his shot. I think it might have been the Charlie Brown match, but um, where the urethane ball might have been interfering with the way his ball, the carry down from what urethane balls can do. It can track that oil farther down toward the pins um, where the resin balls don't do that because the oil is being absorbed. Right into the shell of the ball. So, no, urethane can definitely affect the the lane conditions. Huh. All right. See, that's why I asked. I, I wanted clarification. Because as you were saying that, you were describing it, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm down with what you're saying. and It makes sense. But I think to myself, no, wait a second. If, I, if urethane, because that's what I thought, what you said was it doesn't absorb oil like the resin does, no. and that's the big problem with the resin ball, and that's why they're all freaking out at USBC. We'll get more into that coming up. Um, 
then if I don't have a high ref rate, I'm okay with them throwing urethane balls and me throwing my resin ball. Mm-hmm. That's how I was thinking about it from my own personal perspective or a Liz Johnson or somebody like that. But like you said, the high rev rate guys were still sitting there and dominating at the end of the day. The, the biggest thing that people forget too early, that's the thing that just frustrates me, is if all you got to do is go back to the late 80s, early 90s and Walt, watch Walter Ray Williams dominating the tour, throwing urethane, and every show he was shooting 250, 260. So really has our scoring changed with resin? That's the thing that, I mean, we had the same scoring with urethane in its day as what we're having with resin. So are, the shots, thinks, are, are the shots and the patterns are playing the same as they were in the 80s and early 90s? I think they're playing about the same portion of the lane, but they had nothing actually designated that this is cheetah, this is scorpion. You know, I mean, I, but I believe they were playing, they were typically playing the, the same type of line. Or Walter always has made a, a living playing outside. Uh, for second arrow, that See, is that's his bread always, and butter. Because, like, when you look at Tiger Woods, I love having shows like this. When you, when you have, say, Tiger Woods, right? Mm-hmm. And they say they are going to Tiger proof a course. Now, this is back when Tiger was good. Sure. They're going to Tiger proof a course. What does that mean? That means they're going to make everything longer, right? right. They're going to make it. Uh, so, but what it actually and the did was talked about that for years. Right. But what it did was it. It didn't tiger-proof anything. It gave Tiger more of an advantage because guys couldn't hit the ball as far as him to begin with. So now you said, okay, we're going to make it longer. Well, who's that going to benefit? Tiger? Because he's still going to be able to hit right. the ball a ton. And everybody else on tour in the beginning who weren't as in shape as him, weren't as strong as him, couldn't keep up with him. There was a small little percentage of guys. Now, well, now it's totally changed. Now everybody's in shape. Everybody can drive the ball forever. So now it doesn't matter as much. But back then, it in my opinion, it actually worked to his advantage more than it worked against him. So now, that's why I asked, are lane conditions now tougher than they were back then, but you don't see it because the ball technology is so much better than it was back then? At, at least on a PBA, if we're just talking the PBA, PBA versus, yep. yeah, I, I really don't think that the, the shot has changed all that much uh, that are out on the, the current tour compared to, let's say, it was in the 90s. I think it was just as tough out there. They just were covering less boards back right. in the eighties and nineties uh, and covering a lot more boards today because of the surface and the friction of the ball, yeah, the absolutely. way the ball can absorb oil. It's good stuff. Uh, so that was the PBA cheetah championship uh, again. Uh, and that one Svensson uh, defeats Thomas Larson, two forty-five to one ninety-four. Uh, and in that championship match, I think that was a letdown to a certain degree. I think everybody thought, that that would have been better based on how the first mm-hmm. match ended. You thought, oh, boy, this is going to be a slugfest, and it really wasn't. Svensson just dominated, and Larson kind of lost it. Yeah, lost ball reaction. That was as it. simple as that, and absolutely was lined up the first game, and transition gets him. And, and again, remember, he's Svensson's all by himself on the left side. Yep. So he's kind of controlling his own destiny. It was nice, I agree, to, for him to see the emotion. I thought Dave Lamont had a couple pretty funny one-liners in there. The waiter, can I... Had my rack shredded, uh, I thought, on one of Swenson's strikes. I thought that was good, I love good humor. I love you. You're the best. <laughs> the only guy who takes notes on one-liners given by the announcers. He literally has it well, typed normally into Normally, Peterson his... has it, so yes. it's kind of fun to see it the come out of Dave Lamont. <laughs> yes, it's Rob Stone-esque. Rob right. Stone used to have the funny lines back in the you day. you got to have that. I agree. We've I mean, talked about this. you got to make it an entertaining show. I agree. Now, coming up next, we'll talk about the other uh, show on TV involving EJ Tackett winning. Mm-hmm. But we're also going to talk about whether or not Dwight did or did not like, and I'll tell you my opinion too, of having these shows back-to-back on TV last week. That's straight ahead here on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Castle Lane's 
They're sold out tonight. Nowhere for you to bowl tonight, New Year's Eve. But New Year's Day, they're open all day. New Year's Day, open bowling. Go down to Castle Lanes, Highway 31 in Racine. Feels like you're bowling inside of a of a log cabin, kind of like in the Northwoods. That's the best and only way I know how to describe it. You have a better way for me to describe it other than feeling very, like you're in a log cabin? Very accurate. Right? That's what it kind of feels like. It feels like Door County or northern Wisconsin or something. Perfect for Wisconsin. Yes. Oh, yeah. my God, yes. I mean, if you if you took that bowling alley and dropped that in Egg Harbor or something, mm-hmm. it's over. Now, yeah, that it's... Egg Harbor bowling alley, is that where it is? Or Sister Bay? Sister Bay's bowling alley. Mm-hmm. Have you ever bowled there? I have not. Oh, I've never gotten up to our Door County. Betty and I keep talking about going. We've never made it yet. How old are you? 56. How long have you lived in this state? My whole life. How is that possible? <laughs> never? We've never been up to Door County. Dwight. I know. It's one of those bucket list things you were talking about. Summertime is the downtime for you anyhow. Yeah. Oh, Dwight. Yes, Betty, if you're listening, which he is, let's do it this summer. You, you, and you have your motorcycle? <laughs> yes. Let's, uh, so I Are you still riding the motorcycle? Well, not right now. No, but I mean in the summer. Yeah, you got there course. early and all that? Yeah. I put about 3,000 miles on during the summer. Oh, my God. You are out of your mind. <laughs> I, do you like, like, antique shopping and stuff like that? Oh, God, no. You don't. I'm sure she does. Though. She does. Right. Okay. Well, then it may not be as much for you as for her. But oh, you'll it's just love the scenery. But you'll love the scenery right. and this man. There, I. There <laughs> just isn't much better than that. Now, again, from a kid perspective, mm, not a ton to do. Now they've added some stuff up there for kids. But when I was going up there with my parents when I was younger, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of stuff to do. But for a, a couple or adults mm-hmm. to go get away and all that and peace and quiet and yeah. all that, man, I'll take that Hopefully any day this of the summer. week. And go to Sister Bay Bowl. Sister Have Bay Bowl. to go and get the fish fry. <laughs> Sister Bay Bowl and get the fish fry. Well, Betty likes fish fry, so there you go. Sparky. That place is hopping, but it's like true old school bowling lane. Like, okay. like back above, in the above day. ground ball returns. Like hasn't changed. It's, yes, you okay. will I absolutely. love above ground ball returns. You will absolutely love it. All right, we'll come back. Uh, again, we'll talk about EJ Tackett. We'll talk about the back-to-back shows uh, last week on TV and whether or not Dwight liked it. Straight ahead, Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show. <laughs> Castle Lane's Spare Time Bowling Show here on The Fan. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Dwight Albert uh, with you. Coming up next, Fantasy Football Weekly, the last edition. Tim Allen in the house. Greg Janik is here. Hey, Greg, can you hear me over there? Yeah, turn your mic on. Who uh, who else is with Tim today? Because Rami's not here, right? Again? Why are people getting sick of him, man? He's on, like, every show, isn't he? Oh, he'll, yeah, he thinks so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, he's good. He's, he's getting better. He is. I mean, you he's, what is he, 23? 24? Is he 22? I was going to guess 23, but yeah, 22. I mean, if you, well, is he out there? Can he hear me? I'm going to. All right, well, then I'm going to stop talking. Never mind. I was going to throw him a lot of compliments, but forget it. <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to get too big, but yeah, so you know, he's, he's, he's going to be really, really good if he stays with it. Uh, So baby Tosh, Tim Allen, and uh, I got Greg Jada coming up next. Security dad here? Is he your turn too? He's sick. Well, that sucks. He's the whole reason I listen to the show is for Security Dan. What the heck? Dude, his weather reports are great. Uh, okay, so that's coming up 10 to noon today, week 17. Scorpion Championship was the other show on TV last week. 
EJ Tackett over Belmonte, 245 to 207. Shootout match, Belmonte, 269. Tackett, 258. Brandon Novak, no idea. Uh, 242. And Sean Maldonado, who we've seen from time to time, 225. And again, I tell you, this is the way to go for shows. I just... I, I try to tell y'all, y'all don't want to listen to me. This is how these shows should go. I would love to know what the feedback is to the PBA tour Yes, for these shows. Like what they get back on Facebook, what they yeah. get back on Twitter, uh, what they get back on Instagram, what they get back in TV ratings. All of that stuff of, is whether or not people like it. Now, I will say this. I did not like back-to-back animal pattern shows. Right. I just... For me, mm-hmm. just give me one show. Right. And then go from there. Now, part of the reason they probably had to do it was because they've added s- different live events this year, live shows this year, more than yes. they've had in the past. So you only get so many shows for TV. Correct. So you have to figure out how to make them all work if sure. at all possible. Yeah, I'm sure it's I just think, again, if you DVR it, and that's what I do, and that's what yes. Dwight does, if, if you DVR it and you watch it back, then you know, you you're fast-forwarding choose, and... and, yeah. and and you're able to get through it a little bit quicker, fast through, forward through commercials and so forth. Now, once we get through Packer season, then I can watch it live again. Because with all due respect for my job, I have to watch the Packers. So I can watch the Packer game and then go back and watch BBA Tour later. Uh, and going against the NFL is a tough nut to crack. They do a fairly good job of it. They're usually around a one share or something like that, which is National Football League is a big deal. Now, today they have a better chance because most teams are already eliminated. Most fan bases won't be watching their team play anyhow today. So you have a better chance of success today against the Tour. What did you think of having those back-to-back animal patterns? Well, getting to your demographic first, number one, I asked about six to seven of my customers that you know are faithful watching the Tour what they thought of your format, the format right. that you like, and, well, they all agree with me that they How like. How old are these people? Well, there's the demographic is, again, I think, well, I, I could be wrong. No, but no, I, no, I, but I just, I'm just wondering how old are the people we're talking about yeah, here, that I, you're talking it's to? It's going to be the baby boomer, post-baby boomer. Okay, so they're older. Yes. So they like the traditional and, and, right. format. Right. Right. But back to the back-to-back shows, uh, I like one show. Me too. And then... And, I, I kind of got excited watching it, and then, okay, the show's over, then it's a letdown, and now you kind of, well, okay, well, now I'm kind of bored on the second one because already you sucked me into that first one, and as a viewer, I already used up all my energy mm-hmm. to watch that first one, and the second one's, oh, okay, oh, um, okay, you know, type of deal. So, no, I, I, I would have rather seen one per you know, week. what I was thinking about, once football is done, well, it's like watching two football games. You know, you got a 12-start and a 3-start. Right. But that's not the same thing. It's not, but... Why it, isn't that the same thing? Well, it depends on what if you're watching your own team. No, it doesn't. Nope. If you watch Do you know teams, why it doesn't matter? There's two big reasons, and really they're kind of the same. Number one, gambling. Most people are gambling on these games anyhow. They don't care if it's their team or not right. their game. Right. Their team, they're looking they're to make money and fantasies. cover spreads and all this other yeah. stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So they don't mind drinking for six hours and trying <laughs> to make a bunch of money right. sitting on their couch, right? That's number one. Number two, and maybe bigger than number one, even though it is gambling, fantasy football is king. So right. now you take everybody and go, okay, now you all have fantasy football teams. A lot of people are in multiple leagues. So you have all these different players on your teams, plus all the different players on the other teams you're playing who are playing in all these different games throughout the day, 
and you, again, have an interest in the Browns-Bengals game when most people that aren't in fantasy football could care less, but you're interested because you got A.J. Green on the Bengals, so I'm going to watch that game. So even from that perspective, I don't think it's the same. You don't have, first of all, these are pre-taped shows, so you're not betting on these shows, right. obviously. The fantasy aspect doesn't work, so it's it's more difficult. It's a slower-moving sport. Yes. It's not yeah. fast-paced. Right. The NFL works, and it's not going to work if they continue to go the way they're going, but the NFL works because of the violence. People mm-hmm. love those hits. People mm-hmm. like all of that that goes along with it. And now they've allowed right. touchdown celebrations again. So now you've added some of that entertainment factor. It's just, it's hard. Now, if it was bowling against tennis, mm-hmm. okay. If it's bowling against golf, I'm good, mm-hmm. right? Because it's they're slower-paced sports right. that are similar. But when you're putting that against that or that against basketball, that's tough. But I was thinking about this, and I don't know if it's ever come up. I'm sure. I mean, every time I bring up something, time Clark, he always says, oh, yeah, I already talked about it. So I'm usually way behind on this. But when football is done, I wonder if they've ever broached the idea of Sunday night bowling on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but there's I – mean, I, Well, you don't have any competition There's nothing then. to get really fired up about on Sunday night for me watching TV. Now, right. everybody else may have something. Per se right. that they like, but Sunday night. By the time Sunday night gets there, kids got to get ready to go to school, get all their homework done. They haven't done it since Friday. Get them to bed. You get your little relaxation time. They got to go to bed and get them to go to work tomorrow. So that's kind of what it is. I just think there's a there's prime, a let, there's a prime opportunity yeah. where you could have family watching bowling on a Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's early enough. To where there's no football to compete against. There's nothing else really going on Sunday night. I don't think college basketball is a big deal on Sunday night. Not that I remember. So that that is an opportunity, again, that I, I wouldn't mind seeing them explore. I really wouldn't. Again, the demographic and the age comes out to me. The biggest thing I hear in the shop you is... You people are not in bed at 6 o'clock at night. Not that. It's just everyone is that is my era is used to seeing it at 2 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. It hasn't been at that time frame in I know. 30 years. Yes, but 40 years. I just think that we remember when it was on at that time and when Boeing was big and Yes, it but was that good. was ABC Wide World of Sports stuff. Right. I mean, that's when boxing was on TV and you had to see it's real fighters on a Saturday tell afternoon. Me in the shop. Yes, but that's. I yeah. know. <laughs> anyway, so Tackett over at Belmonte, we talked about that. It was a big deal for EJ Tackett. Belmonte wins the next major. It's over, obviously. If he doesn't, Tackett has a shot. Is that what it comes down to? So they said, I mean, we'll have to, I, as they talked about, it's it's really not up to them. It's up to the voters. Right. And if you look at the matchup today uh, and what's going on with the PBA World Championship, Svensson, Troop is in the show. That's always highly entertaining. Mm-hmm. Simonelli is in the show mm-hmm. uh, as well. I think it's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good match. Look at again the the type of bowler though that's on that show high rev rate high high ball speed high rev rate uh huh mm-hmm. but you got some entertainment Power. you got some entertainment with Troop yep if I can get some emotion out of Svensson yep. we know Belmonte can be entertaining yep Simonelli gets fiery every time he bowls against Belmonte like Sean Rash is he still in the tour um so <laughs> I mean that that uh, is yeah. <laughs> that is I mean that that should provide a, a really good thing now that's it coming be up a very on, entertaining show that yep. is going to be a great show today so. If you're not going to watch the Packers, watch the PBA Tour. I had a, a young man come in, and, and, and Wishville was here for this one, to see if he's heard anything. Um, and he bowls a lot of the top juniors uh, events in town. 
and uh, and I take care of him, drill for him. And he made a comment this week, and he looked at me. He goes, "I heard that they were going to ban two-handed bowling." And I, I looked at him. I go, "You're you're serious? You've heard this? Yeah." So I, I would have loved to have heard. Will never happen. Phil's take on that. If Phil's heard anything. It will never ever. Oh, there's happen. a lot of changes coming. So you, I'm just telling and you, 2018's a new year. PBH, <laughs> PBA Tour is in a lot of trouble if they decide to do that. Right, because their star bowlers are guys that, that are one doing took it. Me that out way. of left field. No, I, that, mean, I don't believe that to be true. No, that's no, nah, I'm not going to buy that. Nope, not buying it. All right, we'll come back. I want to talk about that possible change mm-hmm. uh, with the PB with the uh, bowling balls, courtesy of our friends over at the USBC. It's talks. Nothing is solid. But they talked about it a couple of weeks ago. I was off. We'll address that coming up next. Castle Lake Spare Time Bowling Show on the fans. Steve Sparky Fiber, Dwight Albert, Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Right there on Cleveland at the New Berlin Bowling Center. Hey, uh, Dwight, what do you yes, guys sir? got going on for New Year's Day? Yeah, New Year's Day, Sparky, the last couple of years. That's tomorrow, by the way. Yes, Happy New Year's, everyone. Uh one of my customers, dear friends, Marnie Klein, uh, she sponsors and uh, does all the work for this uh, New Year's Day tournament. And it started about four or five years ago, and she filled half the house. And long story short, we're 28 full now with six people laying. We'll probably have about 170, 180 bowlers Holy there. Cow. All the proceeds go to the New Berlin Food Pantry. So she does an incredible amount of work on this. Um, I When I was bowling, I did it with my daughter, and uh, my wife and uh, my so you have to sign up way early to get involved. Oh in yeah, absolutely. And and she's now unfortunately have to turn people away. Sure. So it's grown into something uh, absolutely beautiful, and it's what a great way to bring in the new year. And she does a lot of great work, and of course, then the New Berlin Food Pantry wins benefits uh, benefits on all this. Correct. So great job, Marnie. Yeah, we've done stuff in the past with the radio station, New Berlin Food Pantry. Uh, obviously, uh, obviously, want to make sure to take care of them. How's the uh, the Spare Time Pro Shop going, Dwight? Because well, you're going to be open today, right? We're going to be open today and tomorrow from 10 to 1. Okay. And we have a lot of balls coming four in. Four minutes you're going to be open? You're not going to make it. 10 a.m. to 1. Oh, four minutes, yes. I'll be speeding all the way down. <laughs> so he'll be open at like 20 after I'll be, 10 or right, so. I'll be about 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, it's right, about 15 yeah. minutes to get this there. This is a live so show. He's, he's right. going to take a little while to get there from here. Oh, okay. I have a private Learjet that takes me Hales quarters to New Berlin. <laughs> yeah, okay. So... <laughs> Whew. Okay, so 10 to 1, and, and you're busy, busy? Oh, yes. Uh, Post-Christmas always is. And then we go right into tournament season. So we'll have the Christmas rush, which we have now, and then the tournament guys get ready and buy the tournament balls. Okay, we were going to talk about this bowling ball topic. We're just mm-hmm. going to wait because we only have like 80 seconds left. So there's no <laughs> point to even address it. So we'll have to wait till next week to do it. And Phil O'Brien will be back here um, so we can get his thoughts on it too. I want to ask you this. From Christmas to Christmas, how long have you been drilling balls now? This is my 34th year. Are buying bowling balls as popular now as they were 20, 30 years ago? Yes. Um, yes and no. Uh, but it, it's it's a different. You're always going to have that at this time, that Christmas crowd. A lot of kids going to get balls for or their first balls for a Christmas present. A lot of uh, ladies get their first balls from the husbands for Christmas presents. Um, we had a lot of guys come in with gift certificates and say, I want to buy myself a Christmas present. Yeah. So they buy a new ball. That's awesome. So, yeah, I, I, even with the sanctioned numbers down a little bit, the popularity of the equipment is still, uh, for this time of the year, is a great gift. See, and I didn't hear the show a couple of weeks ago, but if they do make this ball rule change, 
Mm-hmm. Aren't you going to benefit because everybody's going to have to go buy new bowling balls? It, time will tell. It's a hot topic. We'll right talk now. about it more next week here on The Fed. Hey, PBA World Championship today on ESPN. Do not miss it. Svensson, Belmonte, Seminale, Troop. Tune in. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly up next with the franchise, Tim Allen.